Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, my friends. Hey, I'm back. (laughs) Welcome to episode 223 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. This week, we are going to be sitting down with the delightful Tom Duffy. He has uh, he has written two books so far, and today we're talking about his latest release, Panicus Satanicus. It's a great discussion. Uh, along the way, we're going to be talking about, well, his first book. We're going to hear about that, uh, which was called Zodiac, and just came out a few weeks, uh, a few months ago. We're discussing his writing process as a uh, as a pantser, uh, starting and finishing stories his inspiration and discovery writing to the end. We also discuss the ability to write anywhere that uh, some of us writers are able to do. Also, how he uses Spotify in his writing and uh, how it it not only uh, motivates him, but it also can inspire him. So, lots of lots of really good stuff. Uh, Tom was a lot of fun to talk to. And, uh, man, this, uh, this reading that he does, uh, you're in for a treat. This is... It's very fascinating, and it has a really good uh, twist at the end that uh, kind of a little bit of a cliffhanger that uh, you're going to enjoy. So stick around for that. That's coming up here in just a few more minutes. I'll give you all a little bit of an update on what I've been up to. So if you don't want to hear all that, click forward about uh, about, about four or five minutes, and uh, you can get over to the interview with Tom. So yeah, it's uh, it's been a minute since I've been... Uh, since I've had a new episode, uh, September was quite the bear for me. Um, <clears throat> started off earlier in the month with my my boss coming down with a lot of uh, severe illnesses, so I was running the office on my own throughout the uh, throughout the month. Then I had some family uh, illness issues, uh, you know, in and out of the hospital, a little bit of back and forth, and all that. I mean, the good thing was that throughout all that, since I was having to work so much and then no time to do you know interviews and and editing on the show it did allow me to go ahead and finish up my short story I was talking to you all about it's called the tourist trap and it's going to be in an anthology coming out here in a few more weeks I got dang it I got to get the name of that anthology so I can share it with you all but uh, that's coming out here real soon so if you're following the show on on any social media platform uh, I'll make sure to share it once it's available or once we have the announcement for its release date. But it's coming up here real soon at the end of the month. Um, but uh, yeah, I got that story all done. I actually just got word the other day that uh, the final edits are done. So now they're formatting and getting the author, author bios all together. I've also done a lot of really good work on Bandit 2, finally. <laughs> and uh, that's been great. So uh, with any luck, I'll be getting uh, i'll be starting the editing process also by the end of the month and uh throughout november so by that time schedule it sounds like december then is my next go-to date for bandit 2 is that's what i'm shooting for anyway but uh, again i'll make sure to share that link on uh, social media uh, once it's available for uh, pre-order but uh yeah i mean I, you know it's been nice because i've been able to work on some of those things and uh uh, getting some stuff done it's been kind of nice just to focus on a few of the things that I needed to do but 
what's sad is, you know, I did this interview with Tom. I had that weekend and promptly like that same weekend after I interviewed him, uh, which was earlier this month, uh, October, I, I got sick. I came down sick and actually lost my voice. And hi, Bandit. <laughs> uh, lost my voice and just I had no way to do interviews, uh, to do any kind of the pre and post show like what I'm doing right now. And I went about a week where I really struggled with that. And, and you know, what sucks with that, it was at the same time, my my boss at work, he went in for surgery during that time. So, you know, I had a couple of times where I had to close up the office just because there was no way for me to talk to customers. But then other days I was able to take some medicine and help loosen up my throat enough to, to uh, discuss, you know, to talk to customers. But... Anytime I was home, I was just rusting my voice and taking it easy. And then uh, this past weekend, I sat down to go ahead and get this recorded, this uh, pre-show recorded for Tom, for Tom's episode. And uh, just, again, more family uh, illness issues came up. Uh, my mom had surgery. Bandit, will you settle down? <laughs> uh, my mom had surgery. Uh, which uh, I had to take off and go uh, be there for that. And then uh, a couple of days later, my dad had to have surgery. He had uh, some skin cancer removed, and uh, they were doing some scans to make sure he didn't have it anywhere else, which they did find it in some lymph nodes uh, after that. And, you know, anybody who's following the show knows that that's kind of a tender subject for us uh, after losing our son-in-law earlier this year to cancer. So that's been, you know, and I mean, it, it is what it is, is... You know, only thing you can do is is be patient and pray, and uh, so you know I was I was there for my dad the other day, and that's kind of interrupted some stuff as well. But good thing is is uh, he seems to be all clear now, and uh, my mom's doing much better, and uh, and I'm doing better. I think you can still hear a little bit of a frog in my voice right now, but uh, I'm a lot better off than I was last week. But. Uh, <clears throat> You know, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm very happy to be able to sit down and finally get this uh, pre-show taken care of for Tom. I'm only, uh, <laughs> at this point, about two weeks uh, past the uh, interview. But, uh, hey, you know what, Tom? We got the episode up. We're getting this up and out there. And it uh, looks like the book, I, I can tell everybody, the Tom's book, his new one, is, is doing pretty well. And uh, I'm excited to read it myself. I've already picked up a copy of it on uh, on KU, and I'm going to be diving into it here as part of my Halloween reads. So, anyway, uh, yeah, all that uh, has been what's going on. Uh, going forward this year, still got a full plate of uh, stuff going on personally. So, I, I will be having a few more episodes yet this year. I've got a few uh, authors that I have <clears throat> prearranged, you know, made some obligations with. So, I I, I will be having a few more episodes this year, but obviously 2022 has just been a down year for the show. Not as many episodes as I normally would do, but uh, the idea right now at this point is let's get through this year and uh, and uh, we'll have, I think, uh, 2023, we'll, uh, we'll get things picked back up steadily. But anyway, uh, so yeah, you know, I'm at the, the show is not over. Definitely having a few more episodes coming up this year. 
uh, with new authors and uh, and a few returning guests, uh, which is nice and looking forward to those. But uh, meanwhile, I do invite you to go and uh, click that link in the show notes for our affiliate, the Writer's Block Coffee. They have three delicious flavors, all of them fantastic and all of them sure to uh, thrill your taste buds. Make sure at checkout that you use coupon code sample chapter and save 10% on your order. Also invite you to check out my friends at Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network, home to about a dozen other shows, all of them great, all of them a lot of fun, and all of them pop culture related. So if you like movie news, comic book, uh, anything in the celebrity vein, uh, there's a show for you. So click that link in the show notes and uh, find out more. All right, well, look, I have rambled quite a bit. Um, Hopefully I've gone back and edited some of this down. Uh, It's time to get on over to our interview with the wonderful Tom Duffy. (laughs) Hello, Sample Chapter listeners. Man, have we got a fantastic episode for you today. I'm talking with Lost Boy, Psychonaut, writer, poet, keeper of obscure knowledge, card hustler, former bust-out dealer, clown. I'm talking about Tom Duffy. And uh, today we are going to be discussing his latest book that's getting ready to hit the shelves. Actually, as we're recording, it's coming out the next day. So as you're hearing this, the book will have just come out. But uh, we're talking about Panicus, Satanicus. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome to the show, Tom Duffy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I will attempt to keep the cursing to the minimum. <laughs> it's no problem. I've got that little button I get to <laughs> click for uh, for expletives and telling people like, hey, heads up, we, we've got some words. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing well. Um, you know, I'm just uh, kind of getting through day to day. It's getting cold over here now. And, uh, you know, I'm having to drag out the jackets, which is upsetting. Yeah, it's crazy. We're, I'm here in Missouri, and uh, you're up in New York, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah in... I'm about an hour and a half north of the city. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm in Missouri, and just a week ago, I had been outside. I, I get up, like, way early to work out and write, and I take the dogs out uh, a little before 5 in the morning. And it's nice because I can go outside and it's still like 65 degrees. I'm in my shorts and, and no problem looking at the stars. And uh, the other day I stepped outside and I saw my breath and I'm like staying at the longer I stood there waiting on the dog to do his business. I was like, man, it is cold. What the heck's going on? And then realized, yeah, it was like 41 degrees. And uh, yeah, it's not really uh, not a good idea to be standing out there in my shorts, uh, gym shorts waiting to, uh, for them to do their business, but, uh, and it's been kind of like like that ever since. Yeah. Especially not that early in the morning. That's, uh, I, I tried that for a while doing the the really early get up and write thing. And Mm -hmm. I was just dragging by the end of the work day. I (laughs) I couldn't do it. (laughs) I lasted about maybe two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've gotten to where I've done it long enough now that that's, uh, it's, I, I mix it up with between my writing and my workouts. So the, and I think the workout helps get me through the day. But at the same time, by 
by nine o'clock, you'd think I was a senior citizen, man. I'm, I'm dragging. I'm like, man, is it midnight? No, it's, it's eight 30, nine o'clock. Yeah. Let's go to bed. And uh, my wife's like right behind me too. She's like, yeah, let's go. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, the, well, the workout thing has lasted about two minutes for me. So, <laughs> so you got me <laughs> well, you know, you get, you get to a certain age and you have knee replacement, uh, the certain things that kind of drive it into you and like, yeah, maybe, I, you know, I'm not old. I'm just uh, getting a little worn out. So I'm going to, let's try and lube this thing up a little bit and, make make everything last a little longer so <laughs> right right so how about uh, how about you and your writing how long have you been writing now um i've been writing for as long as i can remember um my mother has a story i've written about i is about a wolf and a chicken i think and it was on one of those really huge lined uh yellow papers that Mm. kids get Mm -hmm. um and it was probably about three pages long which means maybe like 50 words um but that's the (laughs) that's apparently the first thing i ever wrote and i was maybe five wow that's awesome that's cool but but it was a, a unique story though something all all its own and unique yeah apparently i've been uh making up stories or as my parents would say lying for all my life (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah i i uh and i've been writing um just for myself for for a long time and i've had so many things where i've finished them and just put them away and never showed anybody and i kind of realized recently um some of this is actually getting kind of good, so maybe I should try to share it. Well, that's cool, though. I mean, you're already ahead of the game that you're actually finishing. I, I got a bad habit of writing three to five chapters, and then it gets shelved, and they probably never see the light of day again. I keep thinking, oh, I'll get back to that one day, but I never do, it seems like. Yeah, you know what happens with me is I – well, first of all, I can't – I have maybe – at most a dozen short stories written. I, it's not a form I like writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I write mainly novella length. Um, usually, depending on your definition, it's usually from like 30 to 40,000 words. Okay. Um, but what happens to me is right around 10, 12,000 words, I either it either just falls dead and I'm like it's done I'm I'm not writing anymore, um, or if I get past that I I know I'm going to finish at that point. Okay, yeah, I guess that's uh, I, I guess that's about how I can relate to it. I just go a little further with it before I realize I don't know where I'm going with this, and then and that's when that's when it gets it put away in the shelf or uh, or away in the file so to speak whichever it was whether i was handwriting it right. or uh, typing it out and then it's just like yeah something else you know shiny over here squirrel and uh <laughs> on to the next <laughs> yeah exactly so how about uh, how about your ideas like what uh, what inspires you it's it kind of comes out of nowhere i uh, it's usually 
a, a what if type of situation and I want to figure out what happens so, or, or it's a scene that pops up um, and I have no idea what's going on and I just write through it and I, I, um, I'll write even, even getting towards the end, I have no idea what's going on. Um, and so basically I think I, I, I come up with an idea and I, Saying, hey, I'd love to read that. And, oh, there's no book that's actually written about this. So let me read my own book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah, the ideas are, it's an interesting uh, question because I don't think anyone can really answer that fully. Um, I, Stephen King at one point said that he sends like five bucks to a guy in Schenectady at the uh, ideas shop and he mails them up a bunch. <laughs> yeah. It, writing is one of those unique things where, uh, I mean, in some way, I guess movies as well, but I think mostly it's writing where you can sit down and be inspired by so, some of the just strangest things like, Hey, I got this idea about a chicken and a wolf. And, you know, it's just, you know, where it goes from there and you can just kind of explore that and see where it goes. And, you know, maybe it's something that gets put out there. Maybe it's not, but it, it feeds that inner, that inner need, that, that, uh, inner, um, creativity that we, that we have within Mm -hmm. us that needs to get, uh, needs to get put forth. And, uh, it's such a, such a cool sensation. It's, 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 yeah, that drive that, that suddenly shows up out of nowhere yeah. where you have to sit down and, and get this out. And there's moments where you, like, I, I used to play guitar. I, I guess I still do, but I used to play um, in a band. And there's moments when you're playing live where five minutes will go by and you won't even realize you've been playing. And it's the same sort of feeling when you're really in that groove and you're typing, it's like you stop and you go, how did I just get 1500 words down? It sounds like (laughs) I literally just sat down 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I love hitting that groove. Yeah. Those are the best times. Those are the best times. And then the, the, on the other end, it's, it's, pulling teeth to get a hundred, 200 words out. And those are the worst. Yeah. But then, and then you add to that too, that it, you already alluded to it, but it, so it sounds like you're a pantser. So you don't know what's coming next. And it's just kind of coming out of you. The creativity is just flowing and the, the characters are telling you what's going to happen. And like you said, all of a sudden you get 1500 words are down and it's just like, Whoa, what, where did this come from? What happened? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I, I know absolutely nothing. There's characters who show up out of nowhere and say things that surprise me. It, it's, <laughs> it's such a strange feeling because I know I'm creating it, but, but it's, you, you have that thing where you hear uh, writers say that they're alive and they yeah. have their own minds and they're going to do their own things. And it really does feel like that sometimes when you're, especially when you're pantsing. Yeah. Oh, it, it definitely does. Yeah. I'm a little bit of both. 
myself and I'll my previous books were were pantsed. I did not I didn't know anything of what was going to happen. Uh, I knew how I wanted it to end, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. Um, and then my the first mm -hmm. book of my series, I pretty much pantsed it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> book two of the series, I, I'm learning uh, with the series because it's a series. I need notes. I need some structure. I got to get this planned out a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But in the meanwhile, I paused and did a little short story that's getting ready to come out and uh, in, in a different anthology. And that one, I, I completely pantsed. And uh, do, do you write on your own or do, or do you write? Like, are you able to like write anywhere? You can sit at the kitchen table or or, uh, off, or do you have to go in an office somewhere alone? No, I can usually write anywhere. Um, I prefer being by myself with with uh, the headphones in and some sort of uh, music that's relevant to what I'm writing. Like for the new book, all I listened to was, was different genres of heavy metal. Um, okay. And there were some things that popped up on there I've never heard before. And there are some things that scared me, <laughs> literally. <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I just hit shuffle on Spotify and it, it gave me a lot of great stuff, and um, I had a, uh, a something I started, which unfortunately I didn't finish. I don't know if I will, but uh, it had to do with like tropical cruise. So I was attempting to listen to Jimmy Buffett type songs mm -hmm. while writing that, and I just I I couldn't do that. I <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, two things. I raise a glass to you as uh, being somebody just as lucky who can pretty much sit down anywhere and write. Um, I can write in the living room while my wife's watching, you know, friend repeats or whatever else. And uh, usually as long as it's repeats, I'm good about ignoring the TV, um, mm. that kind of thing. If, if she, she's watching something new or whatever else, I get a little drawn away from it. Um, but I can also write in a parking lot or, uh, or if I get a few minutes at work, I can get away and, and do something like that. Same thing. I do like to sit in my office on my own when I get a chance and I will, uh, I'm a Pandora listener, but it's same kind of idea. I'll just tell it to shuffle this kind of style of music. Uh, like with my, the short story, I told it, Hey, play easy. Uh, what was it? Easy listening seventies songs. And so I had like, you know, Lonesome Loser. And uh, I think I think I had some ABBA popped on there and uh, a few, you know, a bunch of other just like classic songs and which was great because as those songs came up, they inspired scenes in my short story. I was like, all right, that that song has to go in. So, right. So that that's cool. Right. How that You're much the same way. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've, I've even got a. Uh a little Bluetooth keyboard. So if I, I can fold up and put in my carry bag. And if I'm sitting on a train or somewhere, I just take my phone out. I can connect the keyboard to the phone and log on to drive and type away. Nice. Nice. Yep. I love it. Well, so uh, let's, let's uh, showcase a little bit here. Your first book that came out earlier this year, Zodiac. Uh <laughs> Where where did this idea come from? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, back in, it was somewhere around like 2004, 
2005, um, there was a brief mention on a few websites about a new Zodiac sign. And they were all incorrect. Um, it was technically an astrological sign, had nothing to do with the Zodiac. It was not astrological, a, a constellation. Hmm. Um, but it always kind of stuck in my head because I'm like, well, what are all these people with all these charts going to do if they had a 13th sign? Um, so that was sticking in my head. And then one day, um, I was, I think it was probably because I was watching a lot of serial killer stuff. Um, I was thinking about the Zodiac and I didn't know too much about the Zodiac killer at the time. So ignorantly, I thought he killed based on Zodiac signs, which he didn't. Um, but that's how that came into my head. I'm like, all right, well, what if this guy's still alive? He's old. He's in a retirement home. He's killed all these people based on their signs. Now suddenly he's watching the news and there's a new 13 sign and he has to come out of retirement because his life can't be complete without this. Um, and that's, I sat down and just took it from there. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty wild. I mean, a, a retired senior citizen serial killer coming back into the game. <laughs> that is a unique idea. <laughs> Yeah, I had um, I went to a convention uh, in Gettysburg, and uh, I pitched it to Brian Keene, and uh, he loved the idea. And then as I, I wrote it, um, as it was finished, and I'm like, this is actually going to, I'm going to put this out. I uh, I wrote him and, and said, hey, you remember that idea? It's I'm going to publish it. And uh, he was nice enough to, to blast it on his newsletter and um yeah it was it was fun to write it was i i actually got annoyed that i couldn't pretend it was the actual zodiac killer so the character um irving actually alludes to killing the actual zodiac killer because hmm. he annoyed him because he took his name so uh <laughs> I like that. I, I got I got that anger out that way. <laughs> That's a nice touch. I like that. <laughs> so uh going into your your love of the heavy metal then. That's a great segue into your your latest book that's getting ready to come out. Or like I said, everybody listening, it just came out, which is uh Panicus Satanicus. Uh what a what a fascinating uh, story here you got. Tell us about it. Um, sure. It's uh, the title means absolutely nothing in Latin, by the way. <laughs> um, it's it's basically about a, a heavy metal group, um, not famous at all. Uh, they travel in their rundown van and just play different bars and clubs and. Um, they wind up playing the wrong place, and uh, there's a, essentially a town full of cult members who are ultra-religious and are essentially, uh, basically think that 
music is entirely evil and anybody who spreads it should be killed. And there's also an aspect of uh, their version of the rapture that's in there. That's part of it. Um, and it, it, by the way, I did, I came up with this before the Eddie Munson stranger things took off with the, with the satanic panic thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, but there is, there, there was, and there currently is a odd revival of, of that happening. Um, so that, that came about with me just saying, all right, so let's, let's get this, this group in trouble with a, a town full of uh, extremely uh, zealous uh, anti-Satan uh, religious nuts, basically. And I had no, again, no idea who they were, what would happen. And it, uh, it took a turn that I did not see coming at all. <laughs> well, I love the, this last little bit here on the uh, on the description here that <clears throat> with the band acting as the catalyst for the cult's ritual they find themselves in a battle heavier than any song they've played and in a fight for their lives and souls <laughs> that just that just totally sells it for me man <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh this is one that came together i think i wrote it in in a month at most um and uh yeah it is it is a lot of fun and there's a character in there that uh is may may show up uh i don't i don't really like doing um sequels or or anything like that um although something coming up i i do have that that's going to be a part of a trilogy um but there may be a prequel of sorts to this based on one of those characters. Nice. Okay. So you may get a continuation down the road then with or like a side quest almost. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's nice. That You know, I always like that whenever you can build on the world uh, that you're creating. Oh, now that just made me think then. So does Zodiac, exist in the same world as uh, Panicus? <laughs> um, I've, I've actually thought of that as well. Not intentionally, um, but there are, there's a certain aspect to Zodiac um, in terms of a, an, an item he needs that I could very easily tie into, into this one if I, if I was going to do that. Okay. Very cool. <clears throat> I like it, man. Well, that's that's pretty awesome, and I, I think it's uh, it's a cool idea. I can't wait to uh, to check it out for myself. And uh, man, I wish you all the best. It's it just sounds incredible. What uh, and and it's going to be on Kindle Unlimited. Yep, Kindle Unlimited um, on tomorrow, October first. Yeah, so everybody can. Uh, well, I guess it doesn't make any sense for me to say pre-order now when it's available when they, when they hear this, but <laughs> go grab the book, people. What are you what are you waiting on? So, <laughs> so are are you working on anything right now or uh, what what do you got in mind next? Yeah, I have I have one thing that's finished. 
um, well, I have a couple things that are finished and one thing I'm working on currently. Um, there's a, a novella coming out. It's going to be out January. I wrote it. I wrote the first draft during uh, MondoCon, which is Armand Rosamelia's writing retreat that he does. Um, I wrote it during that weekend, uh, which shows you how intense that <laughs> the retreat is. Um, and uh, that's more on the kind of absurd, not really bizarro, but, but definitely bizarre side of things. Um, with everything else, there's there's a lot of humor in it, and it's going to be that's the, the book that's going to be the first of three uh, because it just, after I finished writing it, I'm like, this needs a second one. And then while I was thinking about the second one, I'm like, okay, it needs a third one. And so I plan on having, that's going to be out January. Second one will be out um, somewhere around April. And I'm going to hold off because I want to write the final one at the next MondoCon as a kind of a closure to that. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty cool then. So now, I, and maybe you said this and I missed it. Are you planning to have them all come out like in succession, like real quick, close to each other? Yeah, well, the first two will. So I'll, I'll do the first one. Um, the first two will be three months apart. And um, then I'm going to put some, my, my writing goal per year is basically one book per quarter. Okay. So four books a year. Um, the next MondoCon, I believe, is going to be in July. So I will put something else out between the second and third one. Very cool. That sounds good, man. That's a good plan. And it's pretty ambitious to have four books a year is uh, good i'm just trying at this point to get two a year and uh it's getting a little late in the year for me to <laughs> do that and whatever whatever works you, you know it's the main thing is is not putting too much pressure you know because then you lock up and then you can't write anything and it's, it's a nightmare yeah yeah or or you end up rushing the project the project and uh, it doesn't come out as good as it, as right. it could be and i've done that before or uh, I've yep. later on been like, oh, crap, look at all these mistakes. Here's a continuity error, things that have to get changed. So, oh, well, I mean, fortunately, yeah. you know, we're indie authors, so we can do that. It's not like I got to send it off somewhere <laughs> and, <clears throat> and uh, have that changed out. But, uh, you know, that's all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, look, uh, where can uh, where can people find and follow you? Um, I am on Twitter. Uh, it's my um, at Tom Duffy author, which I, I recently changed the handle because the original one was something ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and this one's much easier to remember. Um, I'm on Facebook. I don't quite remember what I am on that, but look me up. So find me. Um, I am on Instagram. I don't really use it because it confuses me. Same thing with TikTok. I'm on it, but I just watch videos. Um, and uh, hopefully soon I will have a website up, but I don't have one currently. 
Well, you know what? At, at least you've done the main step of claiming your author page on Amazon. I love it whenever mm -hmm. my guests have done that because now people can go and find you on there. They can follow you. And that's a nice little promotion marketing tool because now if people are following you, they get notified by Amazon when you have a new book available for pre-order or you know just coming out. So, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And BookBub as well. That's a great site. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I'll have I'll have links for all of that in the show notes, everyone. Uh, you can get in there and follow him on each of those, including his Amazon and BookBub. I'm making a note for that right now. All right. Well, Tom, this has been a great man. I can't wait to uh, follow up with you down the road and uh, to follow your career as well. Yeah, it's been wonderful talking with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time for me to step aside with some writer's block coffee, maybe a cigar. And uh, we're going to check out this sample from Tom Duffy's latest book, Panicus Satanicus. So I'm going to preface this. This is not the beginning of the book. So there's a couple things you need to know. Um, there is a dead body in this. The character is extremely minor character, so it's not going to uh, spoil anything knowing that. Basically, we're looking at a situation where uh, the band's been um, taken by these cult members, all but one of them, and he's attempting to infiltrate the town to basically help them escape. And I think that's, that's all you really need to know to see what's going on. Okay. John was hovering over this current nightmare when the back door to the house opened. A figure stumbled out, cursed, stumbled some more, and stood facing John, bottle in hand. John was about to hold his hands up and proclaim his innocence. He didn't kill the man. It was an accident in the most absurd comic of manners. He was sure his protestations wouldn't get him anywhere, considering he was hovering over the body, hands covered in blood. Not to mention everybody in this town were kidnappers and religious nutballs. The shadow took a couple steps forward tilted the bottle back, and emptied the contents into its mouth. It tossed the bottle aside and reached towards its waist. John watched as the shadow's pants dropped to its ankles, the sound of a strong stream of piss hitting dirt cut through the night's silence. John wanted to turn away from the display, but didn't think moving was the best idea. This person hadn't seemed to notice him yet, and it was better to keep it that way. He'd wait out the public urinator and then move on, hoping Peter's body would remain hidden. John's moment of hiding in plain sight ended as the pissing stopped and the man looked straight at him. He came forward, pants still around his ankles, shuffling like a, well, like a drunk guy with his pants down. John smelled his breath as he got closer. A mix of stale cigarettes and possibly a 500-gallon drum's worth of grain alcohol. The man stopped within a couple of feet, looked down at Peter's body and back up at John. I know you, he said, sounding like he'd shot his tongue full of Novocaine. John said nothing, not sure what to do. The guy wasn't reacting to the dead body or the knife in John's hand. He watched as the man raised his arm, made a fist, turned the back of it towards John. Then, as John was preparing to dodge an attempted assault, the index and pinky finger shot up. War! Yeah, that's you, man. I mean, you're not Guar. Nobody's Guar. First of all, 
one person can't be an entire band. And second, no offense, you guys are not as good as Guar, or Beyonce for that matter. John pointed the knife at the man as a gesture, not a threat, then put his arm down when he realized a pointed knife can only be a threat when someone's head was almost coming off in front of them. Though to the man's credit, he didn't flinch, which surely had more to do with his intoxication than his level of courage. You're the guy from the bar. What was your name again? Charlie, my musical foe. I suppose you must have gotten loose from the cells. Although, I don't know how that's possible. Nobody's gotten loose before. Did you use your devil magic? We're not Satanists. What is wrong with you people? It's a show. It's like watching a horror movie. Entertainment. Ever hear of that? Charlie pointed at Peter's body. That entertainment? That was an accident. He did that to himself. That was not my fault. Got a lot of blood on you. Trying to help him. If anything, your death trap of a garden fence is responsible. Why don't you have it pulled tighter like the other ones? Charlie shrugged. I'm pretty lazy. Never thought a guarded would backfire on me. Don't usually equate growing vegetables with manslaughter, do you? They stood in silence, staring at each other. John wasn't sure what would happen next, but he hoped he wouldn't have two dead bodies on his hands. Maybe he could get Charlie to come out from around the fence and use him as a new shield. The guy was drunk enough to be malleable. Do you want to know a secret, devil boy? I'm not sure. What did he got? I don't think you're in league with Lucifer. It's kind of a ridiculous idea. Some people who came through here were straight up nasty, evil fucks. But you and your friends, obviously just hamming it up for the crowd. You see, it's like Guar. They create an entire stage show of crazy shit. People's heads get cut off. Giant penises squirt all over the audience. They dress like demons, which they're not, by the way. They're aliens. But it's just fun. I like having fun. They like having fun. Beyonce is out there with her short dresses getting all of the crowd wild up. And that's fun as well. I can tell the difference between people having a good time and people trying to corrupt the world. You ain't the latter, devil boy. Then why are you here with these people trying to do what they're trying to do to us? I think if you weren't on their side, you'd leave or they'd put you in these cells you're talking about. God called me here just like all the rest. God called me to this town. He didn't tell me why, and he still hasn't, but I came. Daniel knew I was called, too. People who show up here without the Lord behind them don't last more than a night. Daniel can tell. He's gifted with sight. So you don't believe in what is happening here, but you stay. And you drink and curse, and you've been standing in front of me with your dick hanging out this entire time. Apparently, you're also the biggest Guar and Beyonce fan in the world. How is that tolerated? Charlie pulled his pants up at the mention of his penis. We all have our faults, devil boy. All we can do is try to work through them as best we can. That's what matters, the effort. Got to make yourself right with God and he'll forgive you, even if you're a screw-up like me and keep backsliding into worldly pleasures. Charlie casually turned his head to the left and projectile vomited onto the withered lettuce on the ground. He wiped his mouth and looked back at John. Apologies. That happens sometimes. At least I didn't shit myself. You do not want to get a whiff of what's coming out of my insides nowadays. Charlie lifted Peter's head and gave it a sad look. Never really liked the guy, but 
this is certainly no way to go. You're right. Partly my fault for a half-assed job on the fencing. I'll lift a few shots of whiskey in his memory tonight. Charlie looked back at John. Considering what I think you have in mind, I'll lift a few more for you as well. Won't matter, but I like to be considerate towards kind people in bad circumstances. Considerate enough to help me get my friends and get out of here? I said considerate, not stupid. Anyway, I'll be seeing you one way or another. I'd wish you good luck, but it's pointless. Appreciate the effort, though. As I said, that's all we've got. Charlie turned and began to head back to his house, scratching the seat of his pants. So that's it? You're not going to turn me in, warn the others? John asked. Charlie cocks his head to the side, looking up at the crosses that loomed over the town. Not my place, devil boy. Maybe I was called here to be more of a watcher. Yeah, that makes sense. Charlie lifted a hand in goodbye and went inside. John was about to follow him, ask for help, say anything it would take for someone to be on his side. But he was alone in the night until what felt like a freight train slammed into him. Not as good as Guar, or Beyonce for that matter. <laughs> what a line. Oh my gosh. That was Tom Duffy reading a sample chapter from his latest release, Panicus Satanicus. And the book is available right now. Click the link in the show notes for Tom and everywhere to find him and his books. Uh, don't forget to also click the link for our uh, affiliate and podcast friends. And hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out when I'm back with an all-new author, a brand new book, and an all-new sample chapter. Take care, everyone. I'll see you again soon. I promise. I promise.